rich, laid-back country music songwriter learn to break a person's sternum after working as a security guard for Van Halen? Find out next on One Dollar Vinyl. Welcome to One Dollar Vinyl. This is the podcast in which we find the cheapest secondhand records that we can possibly find and we do our best to give them a fair and honest review. My name is Tess and as always sitting next to me is Kat. Hello. How you going, Kat? Yes, I'm pretty good. How about you? Pretty good, pretty good. You've um, you've come up to have a little stay at our house this weekend. What a delight. It is <laughs> quite lovely. It's been nice. And yesterday we did what has become my recent favourite pastime, which is go to the op shop. Yes. Get stuff at the op shop. Thrifting. Um, I am really impressed by your op shopping prowess. I've honed it a lot recently. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I... I never used to have the patience for op shopping. By the way, for our international listers, listeners, um, you probably figured it out, but an op shop is what Australians call a secondhand... Or like Goodwill. Goodwill, yeah. thrift store. Short for opportunity shop. Yes, it is. And what opportunities, Kat? <laughs> I came away with some good stuff yesterday. Yeah, I went straight to the records and you came back like half an hour later with your like basket full and arms laden with just gold. Yeah, just goods. Mm. Um, yeah, look, I, I never used to have the time or patience. And now I think a combination of not having, a you know, not working right now, not, not paid working right now. Um, and also just being trapped indoors all year last year. Boredom and poverty, it's the perfect combination. (laughs) (laughs) And I now, yeah, I sort of like have sort of quieted my mind enough to be able to browse. Mm -hmm. Like I Mm -hmm. used to just even hate shopping. Like I even hated online shopping. I was just like, oh, God, I just want to get a thing and go out and leave. I just don't have time to look and think and browse. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, somehow um, I've sort of – honed my op shopping skills now and and I have been doing it a lot lately. You you don't do heaps of it yourself. Nope, I don't even like going to physical shops. I do all of my shopping online mm. and like I just pretty much like get notifications whenever things like brands I like are on sale. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Would you hire a personal shopper if you had the money? If I had the money, 100%. Yeah, I think I would 100%. too. 100%. Yeah. To be honest though, quite lazy and so I would hire literally everyone a shop like a a chef a shopper (laughs) a cleaner a chauffeur I don't want to do any of that I definitely want to hire a cleaner that's like that'll be when I know that I've made it to true middle class because I want to clean up my dirty house and when and when you finally reach that level we're probably not going to do this podcast anymore because we can afford more than one dollar for records <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah forty dollar records yeah yeah let's do it yeah let's alienate everyone <laughs> <laughs> can't wait um but look i want to know what you guys like to uh thrift or op shop for um, do you head straight for the record bins or if, like me, is half your sh- uh, house made out of <laughs> secondhand stuff from the op shop? What's the best thing you found? Yeah, tell That's us. what I want to know. Yeah, I, I probably need inspiration. So tell us on our socials the good yeah. stuff that you found. Did you you find- know what? I've even become so obsessed that I have been following. <laughs> so when I can't get to the op shop, I like satiate that um, little desire by – looking at um, the thrifting thrift store haul subs on Reddit and thrift <laughs> store haul videos on YouTube. 
<laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. Do you just listen to Macklemore's uh, Macklemore's uh, thrift shop? Um, is that the name of the yeah, song? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. On repeat. I do not. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> I listen to $1 vinyl all the time. <laughs> all the time. We get cheap vinyl. Uh, we listen to it. We decide whether we like it or not. And if we don't, back to the, back that's to the right. op shop. Back to the $1 bin. Um, did you get today's record in an op shop, test? You know what? I actually didn't. Um, this one has come from a foreign shore. Ooh. It's come from America. <gasps> My husband bought this record for me in San Francisco from Amoeba Records. Oh, which that's is like very, a very famous. famous. Yeah, record shop. Yeah. And what's it called? It is called The Spy. It is by an artist called Bat McGrath and it's from 1978. And how much was it? It cost one American dollar. Ah, that's that's, well, that's like the point, ones that are made 1. out of paper. Five Australian dollars. Yeah. But what's it worth on Discogs? Um, so averaging around like four dollars thirty. Discogs, oh, yeah. well, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and can you find it online? Yeah, you can actually. It's Ooh. it's Spotify, iTunes, um, everywhere. Let's have a look at this cover. We've got Bat. First of all, red hot name Bat McGrath. Bat. What what is it though? What is bat? Bat is not a name. It's an animal. It's a sporting implement. It's yeah, not a name. I couldn't find um you know, bat actually is so um obscure, although he shouldn't be, is what I found, because he's he's sort of a, you know, been behind the scenes in a lot of things, but he doesn't actually have a Wikipedia article yeah. of his own. That is the first thing I noticed because that's where I do the majority yeah. of my research. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, so couldn't tell you what bat is either short for or whether it's a nickname or... Bathew. Bathew. Yeah, Batholomew. Batram. Batram. <laughs> so his name is Bat McGrath. He's sitting on a covered porch at in the evening, like at sunset. He's sitting on, it looks like a church pew. Yeah, a church pew painted white. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, he is lounging. He's got his arms folded. He's nonchalant. He's got his legs crossed at the ankles. He's wearing blue flares mm-hmm. and a blue polo blue. shirt, that, yeah. which is tucked in very neatly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's monochromatic power dressing or potentially just um, this is a nice clean shirt and a pair of slacks. <laughs> First thing that came out of his drawer, I think. Yeah. And the loafers for loafing. Mm. Yeah. And in um, so you can see in the distance there's a door and there's a woman in a kind of gauzy white dress slipping into the door, like running into the door with the dress billowing behind her. Except she looks like a ghost. She looks like a ghost. It's kind of some photography trickery going on and and she's like see-through. Yes, she is. Yeah, she's So is she real? Is she in Bat's memory or imagination? Is she a spooky ghost? Is she a spy? Yeah, I mean, spies aren't invisible though <laughs> they're also not dressed in flowy dresses i don't know i'm just trying to pull things together <laughs> maybe he's the spy i don't know yeah um, but look the highlight good. of this record cover is when you open it up because this is a, a really nice gatefold and you actually don't get many truly nice gatefold albums as i've been finding it's there's a bit of you know money that goes into producing a gatefold album i assume and inside there's um all of his lyrics which, yeah, first of all, is, that's album. a confidence that's move. <laughs> I do like it when someone prints all their lyrics. And all the songs on this album, by the way, are written and lyrics and music by Bat McGrath. Yep. There's no covers. It's all originals. And you've got Bat. Dressed like Tiger Woods. 
with like a red polo shirt <laughs> and and like um uh what color is that like bone slacks yeah yeah and it's again tucked in very neatly yeah. polo shirts buttoned up to the top button <laughs> he looks very smart casual but he's in like a happening bar yeah, there's a party going on around him. He's like leaning coolly at the bar, looking straight at the camera, and everyone else is like in the middle of a dance. There's a band. There's um. There's a woman dipping a man. It's usually a man like <laughs> dipping a woman, but she's got him like held it's, yeah, near. It's true. <laughs> yeah, this is a crazy party cat. Oh my god! And there's, there's, there's a- these two dancing couples that look exactly the same. I think they might be like two sets of brothers and sisters. <laughs> Not more uh, like photography trickery where they didn't have enough people and so they just like (laughs) potentially (laughs) put them in twice. It's actually all just back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And here he's in a blonde wig. Um, and there's a my favorite part is the um the barman is like the old school, like he's got a vest and um like a cigarette hanging out the mouth. Yes. And the band looks really cool. There's like a um in the in the very, very background, there's like a a guitar or a bass player and like a saxophonist as well. Yes. Yeah. And it says up the top there's a date and it says that it's at the Naples Hotel, New York. Yeah. Which kind of it's funny with the date and with that whole vibe of the photo. It reminds me of that photo at the end of The Shining where Jack Nicholson. I was literally going to say <laughs> yeah. that. Yes, that's the vibe Gets, I'm getting as like, well. Becomes a ghost of the hotel. Yeah. So, I don't know if somewhere um, in Naples there's a hotel where Bat McGrath is still. Yeah. There. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look Maybe. at Look at every single photo and you'll see. <laughs> so that's about it. Uh, look, let's um, take a little break. And when we come back, we will listen to Bat McGrath's The Spy. I feel it's time for walking There's no place to go Lord, where's my calling? Lord, where's my calling? back to one dollar vinyl that was a song called someone to take me home and that was by bat mcgrath and his musical partner don potter so that that song's from 1969 that's when they were starting out um he had a musical partnership with don potter for quite a long time um they actually opened up a club together in rochester new york um, it was called Hailey Morris's Alley and they played a lot of music there and they would have late night jams with a lot of prominent musicians, including Chuck Mangione, Mangione? Uh, Mangione. Mangione. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is either Mangione or Mangione, Mangione. Yeah. Um, who is a pretty uh, – look, when you think flugelhorn players <laughs> – 
And I often do. <laughs> he's 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 up there with with the most prominent of flugelhorn players. Um, he's most famous for uh, a song called "Feels So Good." Bat and Don Potter kind of got like discovered by whoop, kind of got discovered by the labels when they did a concert called the Friends and Love concert with Chuck Mangione, which is really, really worth checking out. It is a sprawling folk and jazz epic. Just really interesting, mm. uh, very sort of diverse in its sounds. It goes from these kind of like amazingly sort of deep folk ballads to like Dixieland jazz. <laughs> it's just sort of all over the place, mm. but it's really interesting. As far as I can tell, you can only find it on YouTube, but you can actually see the concert on YouTube. Oh, that's cool. So it's, yeah, that's definitely worth checking out. And yeah, and I really enjoyed discovering um, Bat and Don Potter's 1969 album, which is just called Introducing Bat McGrath and Don Potter. Um, that song that you just heard is from it. And it's all the songs on it are really good. That's one mm. that I'd highly recommend checking out. It gives me kind of like um, Don Potter's voice reminds me a lot of Scott Walker who um, is, a again, you know, a really interesting sort of, I guess, folk singer or maybe like torch singer, you might say. Anyway, so that was some stuff I discovered in, in Bat's back catalogue that I really enjoyed. But, um, you know, here we are now with this 1978 album, The Spy, which is where he has gone solo. Well, do you know why he went solo? Did you read into that? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, so, um, like... He and Don Potter were in the Showstoppers in the 60s and they were like a really like big bombastic band like with huge sounds and they really like filled the clubs. Right. And then they went into their duo, as you just said. Mm -hmm. And then there was like the record execs like told them, we just want Don, we just want to pay for Don. Right. We don't want that. And just like essentially just like drove a wedge between them. And so they started just like... There was a, an air of distrust after so many years of being like a really good duo. Yeah, and it sounded like they were kind of um, like worm tongue whispering in his ear. Going yeah, like, totally. <laughs> Do you know what he said about you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and so according to Potter, um, this is a quote, we both woke up one day and said, you know, this is just not working. Now we are living in distrust. Now we are living in where we cannot really trust each other. Um, we needed some space. It got a little hot. Um, How sad. Yeah. How sad. I mean, who knows what, like, they could have gone on to. Yeah, they could have been great. Be, a, you know, a Simon and Garfunkel or yeah. something because that album is really good. Yeah, definitely. And they're both members of the Rochester Music Hall of Fame. They yes. were inducted in 2013 um, separately. Oh, separately? Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm, Interesting. As, as yeah. separate artists. Well, I mean, look, I can see that a lot because Bats, I mean, this album in particular it has a very um, local flavour to it. He sings about his hometown and it's very illustrative of that Mm -hmm. area. So I can see if you're from there, you'd be very proud of him, I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's definitely something that has has come up. Like he definitely just like sings about what's around him. Yeah, he name checks a lot of like – and you can tell – if he was like – singing these songs to a local crowd every time he'd be like on you know stanmore street or everyone would be like yeah "Yeah, i know that place (laughs) i was there today 
okay. Um, in another album of his, he's got a song called Wegmans, which is just like about the local grocery store. <laughs> like I can just imagine him like walking down the street, just like looking at the trees and yeah. <laughs> look at that store. There's a dog groomer over there. Yeah, actually, there was a line in one of these songs that we're going to talk about where he talks about going to the IGA. Which um, that I was, is what he says. I thought I misheard it. Yeah, That's I was great. delighted to uh, find that they have IGAs in America. Yeah. We have them in Australia too. So I guess over there it stands for Independent Grocer- Grocers of America. <laughs> well, As opposed to know. Independent Grocers of Australia. <laughs> no, I think it's probably still Australia. <laughs> okay, probably. <laughs> that makes sense. The Americans like to copy us. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, let's get into it. Yeah. What's the first song we'll be listening to today? So this is track one. I do like starting with track one. I feel mm. like it just sets the it tone does. for the whole yeah. record. And this is a good one too. This one's called The Spark. The title track of the album. This just like instantly gets me into just a, a calm mood. It's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, it's almost like that kind of SoCal sound. Like it sounds a bit like, I don't know, the Eagles or Poco or something. Absolutely, yes, I'm getting Eagles vibes, yeah. The production on this is super lush. Mm. Those guitars are just so warm and lovely. I do feel like I'm on a a yacht or like, you know, just floating along on these chords. Um, Am I crazy or does his voice remind you just a little bit of James Taylor? Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. That hit me as well. (laughs) Um, I love the string arrangements on it. They're just super lush. And there's just like this, the bass is kind of just like this easy kind of laid back, like I think the bass player must be sitting there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> reclined. Yeah. <laughs> and there's some beautiful chimes that come in. It's just, it's all so nice. I like it. Yeah. But it's like about a couple, like both just like really distrusting each other. That's right, yeah. Yeah, they both think they're cheating. Yeah, so yeah. The, the, the thing is, is he's saying there's a band in town. Yeah. I assume you're going to be at that pub listening to that band because I think you're having an affair with one of the lead singer. Yeah, I can't remember what, was it the lead singer? So. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, flips it around in the later verses where she's assuming that he's having an affair at the same bar um, and they sort of like are turning up to spy on each other. Yeah. Which is a bit sad. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's what's happening on the front cover. Maybe that is his girlfriend. And she's um, just seen him and she's just like, <laughs> She's gone so fast that but she's it, translucent. But it goes through the door. No one was here. It's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, she thinks he's flirting with a French girl. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, who wouldn't? Nice <laughs> French girls. Um, yeah, it's got this really nice sort of bittersweet sound to it. I don't think this couple are going to make it. Oh, absolutely not. No, they've got zero chance. I mean, they need a, like a, a some therapy or a dirty weekend or something. No, I, like forget I don't it. Like, don't don't waste your money on therapy. Like, that is just... It feels like, this song feels like it's the the final dance that you would share after like making up after a fight, but you know that you're not going to make it. So you're just having this kind of sad dance mm-hmm. at the bar you always went to. Uh-huh. That probably neither of you will ever go to again because the memory is too painful. Yes. And then at the very end of the song, 
which is, by the way, so abrupt. There it is, like, just <laughs> like, oh, it's over. Um, <laughs> just like the relationship. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And we only have the memories. Yeah. Oh, sad. Well, let's yeah. go into something a little happier. This this next one's called Grow Light. I like these, like, funky keys. Yeah. Chopping wood, nature's good. Chopping wood. Like, Chopping like, wood, nature's good. <laughs> like, what a master lyricist. Like, what rhymes with wood? Oh, good. What's good? Nature. Yeah. Got it. Put it down. <laughs> Put it down in pen. So this is a song about a guy who is... Uh, like you say, chopping wood in nature, which is good. He's living a wholesome life. He's in touch with nature. He's he's into like healthy food and habits. But what he's really craving and what he thinks will be good for his soul is like a scumbag night out of the bar, yeah, drinking right. and getting up to no good. Yeah, the neon lights are a grow light for his soul. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I will admit that whenever I um, I saw the title of Grow Light, I just assumed that it would, was going to be about growing pot. Yeah, I know. Um, because did you know that they actually had a um, a code for going whilst recording, like going out to the car park and smoking a joint? Okay. Him, and, him and Don Potter. Yeah. Um, the code was, um, I'll just go check the coke machine. <laughs> They'd just go get blazed. <laughs> I think, yeah, the uh, overall opinion is that life's too short to behave yourself all the time. Yeah, totally. And I like, I like the tying in like the neon lights of this song it's like the the writing of the um, the name of the album on the cover oh yeah it's in like neon it is in neon neon style yeah it's nice Mm. all fits together yeah this song reminds me of um Boz Skaggs like I keep kind of expecting it to go into like Lido oh oh my gosh (laughs) yes that's exactly what it sounds like that was in uh, 1936. That song. Let's let's um so, let's release a mashup. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm. I'm not clever enough to do that. Can someone else do it? Can someone out there mash these songs? Yeah. For us? Look, I'll give you. I'll give you my own vocals for it. <laughs> no, too late. <laughs> I can, hang on. Hang on. I feel like if you ever did like double dutch with the two like long skipping ropes i was always the one just like you know my hands were following the movement of Around the skipping rope. and you'd be like and okay. next one all your friends would be going now 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 and you'd be going like uh, wait wait and then i'd like finally run in and just like just get whipped in the face by it <laughs> rope stops immediately yeah that was my double dutch journey as well <laughs> never good enough to do that um, Oh, and this, this is another song that ends very suddenly. I think that the hornets keep going. This, I, yeah. I, I feel like always um, a fade out on songs can be a bit of a cop out, but yeah. I could do with that here. Oh, it's just there just needs to be something that like makes the tone like slow down or. or lower and and makes you ready well because it's a party song and it makes me want to like drink a silly drink and go out and have a boogie 
And uh, yeah, I'm just like not ready for it to end. It's like, you know, that thing of it's, when you're dancing, you're really getting into it and then the song ends and then you just kind of like awkwardly like... Musical statue. You can't just stand still. I no, I stand like completely still. Completely still. Yeah. Until the next song. No, that's up. why the DJ needs to like blend it into another song and then go straight into... Later. Yeah, that's oh, it. And then it goes from that into Grow Light and then just like alternates. Forever. Forever and ever. Forever in the Naples Hotel. Yeah. Until the ghosts are all gone. Yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> well, look, that was a winner. Um, yeah, I like that one. Now I would like to move on to one of the songs I don't like so much. This song is called How Would You Like a Punch? Baby, baby, I assume baby, it's a rhetorical question. Like oh, yeah, who's going to say yes to that? Me <laughs> How would I like you to uh, instantly, please? Without delay. Baby, 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 don't you like me? This gave me the biggest, like, what the fuck moment. Because if you listen to the lyrics, he's saying, baby, don't you like me? Just touch me, please. And then goes on to say, like, if you don't just violently intimidate her time with me. Yeah. So it's about a creep harassing a woman in a bar. I assume, like, I assume he's sort of doing some character work. Yes, that's what I took as well. Yeah, yeah. Like this is sincerely from Bat McGrath's heart. I hope not, (laughs) because because the thing is, so so Bat passed away in 2019, and um. In the months, the final months of his life, because he had um, cancer that was like essentially like terminal, he didn't have treatment and only had months to live. Yeah. Um, and like as a result of that kind of journey, he had a lot of interviews. Mm-hmm. And he seems like such a like a sweet man. Oh, and yeah. he was like so down to earth. I just can't imagine that this was a genuine song. And so I'm choosing to believe that this is like a caricature of all the douchebags at the bar. Exactly. Yeah, it's like hyperbolic. Yeah. Uh, you know, over the top caricature. But it's still like very uncomfortable listening. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I know that, that you know, they used to take domestic violence and stuff like that a lot more lightly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and thankfully, you know, everyone's sort of taking it a bit more seriously now. Yeah. But it's, it's very uncomfortable and disturbing. Well, ha- well, I had an idea. Maybe we could, um, like, try and improve it. Like, make it a little bit less problematic. Okay. So why don't we, like, take some of the lyrics and try to make them better. Okay. Um, so what about... Um, uh, with your short dress and your sweet, pretty face... Well, I'll part your hair with my bicycle chain. And you damn well better tell me your name. Um, How about about with your short dress and your... Or your nice dress. Your nice dress and your sweet, pretty face. Your sweet, pretty face. Yeah. I think you're a nice person and I'd like to have a conversation with you. (laughs) (laughs) Or like, I'll part your hair with my lovely bone, like my lovely comb. Yeah. (laughs) And I'll, and I'll, I'll lend you my comb. Yeah, I'll lend you my comb. You can use it if you like. And, and if, if you feel like telling me your like name, telling me, yeah. that'd have been yeah, lovely. That would be, that would be quite If nice. not, no worries. Yeah. I'll go over the other side of the bar. And look, and here's the thing. <laughs> the timing's all off, but I think it's better. Because there is so much better. <laughs> Improved. Yeah. 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 And what about like the lyric that is the, the title of the song? Uh, now, how would you like a punch? How would you like a punch? Um, 
I would change it to now. How would you like a punch? A nice glass of punch. <laughs> I'll go get it from the bowl over there. Uh, it's mostly fruit. It's a I glass hope like ladle. That. Yeah, that's right. Um, the next one is I can make changes because I ain't got no rules. Who wants me to? Oh, who wants me to? So I can make changes. I respect your rules. If you'd like me to change, sure. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. We'll no work problem. on it together. <laughs> uh yeah instantly better yeah look i think that one definitely a product of its time um and it's also like really juxtaposed by the real sweet delivery oh really i uh, think yeah, yeah well his yeah his, his voice, voice is yeah. um not menacing no not at all. all yeah yeah it's it does feel weird uh, but i do think that the song itself with that kind of saxophone and everything oh yeah it feels almost like it's being played by a bunch of sloppy drunks. Like not not that they're making mistakes or anything, but just no, the style yeah. of that kind of energy. Let's. I wrote, let's when I wrote these yeah. notes, it was a while ago. I wrote also the wah wah on the guitar solo sounds like a fat man dancing alone on the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I wrote that. <laughs> uh. Okay, um, look, let's move on to another one. This one's called Naples, um, which, by the way, in that area of New York State, it's near the um, the Finger Lakes, which is... Is that a euphemism? No, they're just lakes that look like fingers. Oh, okay. Lake, it's quite literal. Sort of on the um, south side of Lake Ontario. So, like, if you cross that lake, you're in Canada. So, it's really, like, right oh, up the sure. top of the USA. Okay. Yeah. Um, and there's all these places named after, like, Mediterranean mm. areas. There's a Naples. It's called Italy Valley. Um, there's a place called Greece. <laughs> it's just like really, I don't know, it's really strange to me to see that. Um, I guess, oh. you know, in Australia we have like... Lots of like English. Newcastle and, and Liverpool yeah. and stuff like that. But mm. it seems strange to just see a place named after a country mm. called Greece. Well, our state is called New South Wales. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. You just don't even think about it yeah, when you used to it. exactly. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. Have your Naples, New York. We'll allow we'll it. We'll allow it. <laughs> um, shout out to Naples. All right. This is a song called Naples. It is, and like we said, that hotel that he is in in the front is yep. the Naples Hotel. So, mm-hmm. again, like this is just like local boy Bat McGrath singing about his hometown. I really like this, like, rocky vibe. Mm. Me too. The whole, um, singing about his hometown thing, it gives me Springsteen vibes. Oh, for sure. Do you think he's trying to emulate it? Well... No, I don't think so. I just think just they're, they're just doing the same thing in different places. And like a Springsteen's, you know, um, it all sort of talks about the sort of ennui of working class life and, you know, will we ever get out of this town and, you know, dreaming of like, yeah, like getting getting out of there and, you know, like life's tough and stuff. Oh, but that's but, saying, na- literally the chorus is, Naples ain't just pretty, it's my home. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's sung with such... Bad uh, stuff, it yeah. all seems to be a much more sort of... He's just enjoying his hometown. Yeah. He's much more sort of middle class enjoying it, yeah. yeah. But yeah, there's some fun like 
sort of classic rock and roll vibes in this, the saxophone. Mm. I think my favourite lyric in this is, I got a big backyard, I like to party hard. That's my favourite too. <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon big backyard is a euphemism for having a big butt? <laughs> <laughs> I got a big backyard, I like to party hard. <laughs> Either, either way, it's good. Uh, it's a good lyric. Yeah. Um, however, there is a, a bit of, again, problematic lyrics in this song. He's like talking about like tuning a 15 year old. Yeah. And yes. he's like, he's like, whoa, 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 you're 15. That is not for me. Unacceptable. Come back, come back to me when you're 16. Yeah. Yeah, and he's saying, I don't want to, um, I don't want to hit on the 15 year old because that could like ruin the vibe of my hometown. Everyone knows everyone, everyone knows what's going on. As soon as you turn Next 16. year, it'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. When he's 16 in like three months, all right. I actually saw him playing this song toward the end of his life um, in a concert and he paused at that lyric, this is easier here, and he goes, look, I wrote this a long time ago. Okay. Yeah. So I think he acknowledges that, that, you know, that's not that cool. Uh, I also like the um, effect there that they have a crying baby sound effect. When he talks about the 15 year old. Oh, I miss that. Oh, good lord. <laughs> uh, so maybe it's it's like he's not even concerned about the fact that it's icky, um, yeah. that it's only a 15 year old and he's like in his 30s. Yeah. But just like, well, dude, you're a baby, I don't have time yeah. to like deal with all your shit. Come back in three months. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because yeah. by was, then you'll be really mature. He was 31 at the time of this recording, so he's literally old enough to be a 15 year old's father so <laughs> again product of the time yeah not so crash hot today but you know i think he yeah let's just not lyri- listen to the lyrics and just bop along and pretend we're in naples but once again i really enjoyed the um production of that song it there was something about it that reminded me of like meatloaf and also the, the grease lightning song from greece oh yeah sure i can um, hear that yeah and it just it reminds me it just makes me feel like about american high school and cheerleaders and you know. <laughs> and everything we see in the movies yeah exactly yeah i looked up um so the naples hotel on the cover mm-hmm. um you can still go there and stay there Oh, cool. Um, And there were some pretty good reviews on TripAdvisor. Um, Someone said, cool fact, although this property is known for ghost hunting, (gasps) the spirits are said to be friendly and do not manifest to the fearful. Oh, my gosh, it is the Shawnee Hotel. We will definitely return to watch again for the Civil War soldier. Um, That was by NY Lady Die (laughs) 2. But um, the next reviewer called... Stein Lafemme says, not worth the cost, although somewhat creepy, there was no evidence of ghosts. <laughs> oh, not like all those other places where there's overwhelming evidence of ghosts. They want their I money see, back. I see. <laughs> and everyone else was just talking about their wings and their spaghetti and complaining that the band was too loud. So. The band was too loud. <laughs> so, I mean, actually, that's a little disappointing because if the party, you know, used to be going on like it's going on oh, in the yeah. inside of this album... And and now people are just like, yeah, music's too loud. That's, that's a little sad. I think, you know, if you live in Naples right now, go and have a loud party there. Yeah. On a Stick Bat McGrath's legacy. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, I think let's uh, take a little break and we'll come back and we'll tell you our conclusions on The Spy by Bat McGrath. How could I know that 
was Winona Judd playing Come Some Rainy Day, which is a song that Bat McGrath wrote. And it's credited as one of his biggest successes, which, um, you know, I think, it, you know, it was a big hit. Um, but I think that's kind of a shame because I don't really like that song. It's, it's super sort of sweet and saccharine and schmaltzy. Yeah, it's not for me either. It's definitely not his favourite, you know, my favourite of his stuff. Mm. Um, but it was a big hit for him. They actually, um, so when Bat McGrath and Don Potter broke up, um, Don Potter went down to Nashville and started playing session guitar Okay. for a lot of musicians, including the Judds. Sure. Um, and, the, you know, he's sort of credited as being quite instrumental in, um, you know, giving the Judds their sound. Um, the Judds. Ashley. Ashley and Winona. Their Wait, sisters? Ashley Judd, the actress. Is it Ashley? No, I'm, I was making a joke. <laughs> so I was just like, yeah, that sounds like a name I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then later on, Bat came down and sold that song to... Oh, there you go. ...to Winona. Uh, another interesting little factoid is is after Don went down and started working as a session musician and getting successful doing that in Nashville, um, Bat decided that he'd sort of had enough of... Um, you know, the music industry, and he actually went and became a chauffeur and bodyguard for Van Halen. Yes, I read this. This is so wild. <laughs> I know. And um, another, like, sort of delightful little fact is towards the end of his life, he was teaching songwriting. Yep, I get uh-huh. it. And also kung fu. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All, like, he, he and his wife. Oh, and that's another interesting thing as well, like his wife. Oh, I'll, yeah. I'll get to that. Um. But they had this like big property. It's like a big farm, I think, in Nashville. And um, yeah, and he, he simultaneously taught songwriting and kung fu. <laughs> um, but we talked earlier about the fact that Bat McGrath doesn't have a Wikipedia page. Yeah. But his wife does. Her name is Trisha Cast. Mm. Um, and they got married um, in, two, in the year 2000. And she is an actress uh, most famous for uh, a 14 year stint. On Young and the Restless. Yes. Uh, and then she like she kind of quit Young and the Restless in 2001 after, in order to spend more time with Bat. Um, so uh, I, I had a little bit of a – I read a description about what her character like went through. Oh, yeah. Okay. I've Young never watched Rest- Young and the Restless. Like it's just – it's all like daytime soaps. They're just yeah. ridiculous, yeah. right? Yeah. So apparently um, she joined the cast in 1986 as a pregnant teenager whose baby was illegally sold by Rose DeVille on the black market. I'm going to love buying those black market babies. I know. Um, and then like at another time her character unwittingly married a serial killer. <laughs> And then became an aspiring writer. Well, I guess she has a lot to write about, that character. <laughs> yeah. Write what you know. <laughs> Black market babies and serial killer husbands. <laughs> um, but, yeah, she's got a lot more written about her in um, on the internet. Did you know that? Bath. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, Bat McGrath also has an IMDb page of his own. Oh, tell me. Because he is credited um, as uh, an actor in the 1985 movie called Crime killer. Crime killer. 
<laughs> and his role was guard outside. Oh, wow. So I think Good he, one, Bat. He drew on his uh, Van Halen yes. security guard days uh, experience. He actually, um, this is pretty wild, he got slashed across the face with a knife <gasps> during that. He was It was like a drug deal gone wrong. He was picking up some drugs for Van Halen. Whoa. He was like, hi, I'm here to pick up the drugs for Van Halen. And the drug dealer stabbed him in the face. It's pretty crazy. And that's I think that's oh, when yeah. he decided um, he'd had enough of that particular Oh, well, that, that checks out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a deal breaker. Yeah. Oh, dear. It's sweet listening, I mean, reading about the marriage that he did have with Trisha Carson. It just yeah. seems like they had a really lovely life together. And it's and a lot of people were very, very sad about his passing. His passing, yeah. 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 He, he seems like a guy that, yeah, in earlier life had, like, good dad energy mm-hmm. and in later life had good granddad energy oh very strong <laughs> yeah. like great granddad energy it's like someone ref- would refer to him as their great 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 grandfather which is a- just like a regular grandfather that's just really really great 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 great, great grandfather <laughs> <laughs> definitely when you go to his um his web page there's a a tab for pictures and it's just like all pictures of his grandkids. It's really sweet. It's actually so, so sweet. <laughs> it's lovely. Yeah, I saw that too. Um, <laughs> going to his website is really cute because he's got like the same description like about his career like on every page. So it's on home. It's <laughs> yeah. on about me. It's about biography. It's on I like. I think it's a yeah. homemade website. Yeah, I think so. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. The whole, I don't know, all of this sort of stuff, It it feels like one of those stories of like, he should have been more famous than he was. Yes, probably. Yeah. 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 But, you know, I'm pretty happy we discovered this one. Can you tell me, Tess, your <clears throat> overall opinions about this record? Did you like it? Yeah, I did like it. I think that Bat McGrath is a solid songwriter. I think he's a better songwriter than he is a singer. Mm-hmm. But his, his voice is fine. Like, it's a, you know, it'll get you from A to B kind mm. of voice. <laughs> um, he, I you know, it's just pleasant, like, easy listening um, nicely written music. It's really well arranged on this record. It's produced True. really well. Mm-hmm. This is it's produced by um, Matthew McCauley and Dan Mullen, mm-hmm. who their most famous kind of like co collaboration production is um, Dan Hill's song "Sometimes When We Touch." You know that one? Sometimes when we touch. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. that kind of like big sound. Mm. Um, they were responsible for that. Like I said before, the the sort of small town references make me think about Springsteen. This album was actually released at the same year as Darkness on the Edge of Town that Springsteen oh, right. was doing. Okay. But I do think that Sp- Springsteen, you know, it's it paints a vivid picture of the ennui of the working class small town life. Um, but Bats's small town feels a lot more middle class and there's no criticism or edge about it at all. Yeah. Um, Bats' general thesis seems to be how good are bars. <laughs> <laughs> But I do Go like on the, out his tops. <laughs> I do like the suburbanness of it all. It's um kind of reminds me of where I grew up. You just having these nights out with you're gonna see the same faces that mm-hmm. you always There's see. A familiarity to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not life in the big city and he's okay with that. Yeah, all things considered, I do think that it's a good like concept album. Mm-hmm. It's dedicated to drinking in bars in a small town. It's good fun. Um I really enjoyed discovering Bat's back catalogue in particular 
Oh, yeah. I, okay. Yeah, I'm actually um, going to try and get my hands on a copy of that Friends and Love um, uh, album. Search for it. I really enjoyed that. I thought that mm-hmm. was really good. Okay. And I've been listening to the Introducing Bat McGrath and Don Potter album a fair bit on Spotify. Oh. And, and it's good. You rate it? Yeah. It's probably more for me than this particular album. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this album's grown on me a lot. Ah, so with that in mind, are you going to keep it in your collection? I am. It is ah. making... The collection. <gasps> My goodness. In the Wonderla Vinyl Clubhouse. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Gross. <laughs> um, what would you pay for it? Uh, oh, you know, maybe between $5 and $10. $8. $8. Yeah. yeah. How right. about you? What do you think about it? Um, yeah, like it's good. Like it's uh, – the thing is I like my record collection to be like albums that I like to actively hang – like have on. And I like to listen to and I like to mm-hmm. like hear them as an entire album and, and like listen to the lyrics and, mm-hmm. and enjoy it as that. And I think that like some of these songs would be like good on a playlist, like a Spotify playlist. Okay. But it's not for me as an album. Mm. So it's... you can keep it. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to fight you for it. All right, good. <laughs> well, thanks everybody for listening to this episode of One Dollar Vinyl. Please write us and tell us what you think about Bat McGrath. I think it's been a, a nice little discovery for One Dollar Vinyl. Have a look at our Instagram, our Facebook, Twitter. Uh, we're actually doing stuff on that now. It's good now, so <laughs> so come and find us. Or if you want to write to us, you can email us at onedollarvinyl at gmail.com. And please rate and review us on iTunes. And actually, I'm going to um, say now, like in the description of this podcast, there is a little link to the show notes. So we often refer to the show notes as places to find like the videos that we refer to or actually having a look at the covers for yourself. Um, so just make sure to click on that link to, to find out more information. Yes, uh, there's some good stuff in there. Next week, we're going to review an album by a Japanese guitar virtuoso called Masayoshi Takanaka. The album is called The Rainbow Goblins. Until then, as Bat McGrath says, I got a big backyard, I'll have to party hard. Yeah! (laughs) Bye-bye. (laughs) Bye-bye. Twenty twenty vision. Ironically, our twenty twenty vision is of like an apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> if hindsight is twenty twenty vision, then I'm glad twenty twenty is behind us. <laughs> does that work? No. Is well, look, thing? it does. Like in, like in terms of the semantics, but in terms of it being like poignant or a joke, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep working on it. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Don't worry. We have every episode to bring this up again. <laughs>